What is going on, guys? Hey, it's Monday Madness here on the Culture Jack Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today. Today, today. today. Uh, we will be diving into some tech talk. I feel like uh, it's time to switch it up a little bit, change it up. And talking about change it up, this is not a solo discussion, folks. I have the animatronic version of Dustin here with me. He is present. He may sound like Dustin, but he's not really Dustin. I'm the other half of the circle jerk we call freaking Monday Madness, baby. It's me. I'm back. That's right. That's right. So as always, guys, hey, make sure hit subscribe, share the content if you care. And of course, drop us a review and comment. Do it. Don't be so threatening to him. Use a gentler oh, no. touch. Here, let me try. Hey, 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 girl. Hey, guy. How you guys doing? You know, I I missed you, and I think it'd be really sweet. I think it'd be really, I think it'd be really nice if you just drop us a little review. You know what I'm saying? Use your punctuation. Use your good grammar. Use your capitals, your periods, your commas. Let's make sure we can read this shit. I don't want any confusion between your, your, or there, there, and there. Got it? Oh my goodness. See, uh, that's a that's a gentle hand you need to take. You need to seduce them with your voice in order to get them oh, to leave I don't you know. a comment. I, I don't know. I don't know if that, Why are you hiding your why you got your why you have a book over your crotch right now? That turn you on? <clears throat> Six. No, but you bitch. know what does turn me on? Tell Today's me. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh so we're gonna do uh we did a what if episode whenever that dropped months ago. A month ago, two months ago, whenever that was. Uh, today's episode is what's next. Okay. So I've got a, a, a ton of, well, not a ton. I've got a little over half a dozen what's next. And we're going to be talking tech today. So this is all speculation. Okay. Of just information we know and what we would love to see in the future or what we may, we may have some indicators that are lending to the future changes. So I'll kick this off. What is next for video games? And we've got three, oh, thank God. Yeah, three, three areas within video games that we currently are capable of playing, which we've got our consoles, we've got our PC, and we've got our VR. Okay, so those, those, are, those are the three mains. You don't have to tackle all three, but what do you think is next as far as video games themselves the games and then the technology that currently provides us with said mm. games and you can go if you want to talk about tvs displays what have you that's that's on the table as well but we're heading into uh we're, we're still i guess in the adolescent stage of what the xboxes and ps5s can do as far as capabilities go because yep. you know as as anybody that's owned a console since essentially the last 15 years for six months, you're getting cool stuff, but a year later, you're getting the the little bit more of the wow factor. Year and a half, you're like, "Holy shit, I didn't know it was capable." Um, and then, of course, in the PC realm, we've got fucking new graphics cards coming out all the time. Well, new graphics card being created and unavailable all the time, <laughs> right? But along, nonetheless, we be- we else. believe they're real. We believe they're real. Um, so go ahead. You can, you can buy them for top dollar from scalper man on the internet. Uh, I, I'm, I always, I always feel underprepared 
for any type of futurist episode, like any <laughs> anything that you are asking me to be Nostradustin for and, and go out and predict what's coming. I feel unprepared, even if it is a, a hobby that I enjoy, like video games. Now, does that mean I have no predictions? <laughs> of course not. I have many predictions. Uh, so many. They're like the most predictions L- about laid out for us to play it out. D-man. Uh, so let's see what's, what's going to happen in the future. So VR, uh, I do have a quest to an Oculus quest numero dos. And I'd like to see more games that are played on that or those kinds of, um, uh, those kinds of hardware that are uh, multiplayer that I can play with my family would be, would be nice. Ideally, it'd be nice to be able to like rent out a, I don't know, a gym or a larger area where we could run around and not bump into things. Um, With consoles, like you said, in the next three years, we're really going to see PlayStation 5 and uh, the Xbox series hit their stride. We're going to see what those consoles are capable of. Um, But we are, we, (laughs) we did just give birth to a new generation of consoles. So those are, aren't, going to be for another five or six years before we start talking about, um, you know, the next generation of consoles, but probably in like three or four years, we'll have like the mid step console, just like we did the Xbox, uh, one X and the uh, PlayStation four pro. Um, when it comes to PC, I can't talk about that at all because I have a, I'm a Mac boy and I don't game at all on PC, but one aspect that you missed in, uh, at least subsets of the the genre of gaming platforms and devices is mobile gaming. Yeah, no, well, I didn't want to go into that. Oh, course, yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a different question. Oh, okay, all right. Well, we'll talk about mobile gaming uh, later. But I think that's the giant. I think that's that's gonna still uh, continue to be the big one. Those are and those are my, and that's what I'm saying about that. Those man. are my uh, predictions now. Prove me wrong or prove me different. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I I think or what I what I would like to see is uh like you said with VR. VR, I want to see uh it's already capable to uh, it's already capable of linking with your PC to draw more power, which okay, great. Right. That, that that's a thing that had to be there, in my opinion. So you have the capabilities. I want to see more games on there as well. I feel like give us, you know, give us more opportunities to explore bigger worlds because there isn't a ton of games that are attached to these huge ips and it's like some of this stuff can just be drafted over what are we doing you know what i mean i use i've used my vr because i've got the oculus to hook to my um pc which it runs a lot cleaner it's better graphics i also run it through steam which again you have a little bit bigger uh uh, library and whatnot, but still not, not to a point to where you're like blown away. Like my, the rest of my steam library where I'm like, fucking a all of this. So I think a library is critical uh, with that. I think uh, some of the motion stuff, I appreciate what they're doing as far as uh, uh, this stuff goes as well with the treadmill looking thing and uh, some of the other capture stuff. But I think overall right now it's, it's doing pretty well. Obviously, uh, retconning and, and 
exploring better screens and displays for the future to where you the peripherals are even better. I think that's a natural progression that's going to happen. Um, and that would be VR. Uh, as far as consoles go, PlayStation and Xbox, I think Xbox needs to consider linking up with VR because PlayStation has mm, done a, yeah. has done well with VR. It's it's recognized as a great alternative if you elect to do so with the games that are compatible. The other thing is uh, I think Xbox, we're going to see a lot of new games coming from all of the stuff that they purchased the, the big package from Bethesda, because we haven't seen a whole lot of anything. So with those games, um, I would like for that. I would like for us, the consumers to see uh, modular add-ons for both PlayStation and, and Xbox, because they added the big memory stick back. That's a, that's a thing where you get the little fucking terabyte plug SSD. Yeah. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm waiting. Well, right now I'm waiting. I, uh, I met my patience may prove yet to be as um, strong as I want it to be, but I want to wait for the two terabyte when they yeah. inevitably come out with that for, yeah. for storage because games like a good solid, we just downloaded the halo infinite yeah. uh, multiplayer, which was 22 gigabytes, 22 gigabytes a yep. full goddamn game. A triple a game is 60 to 80 gigabytes. Some, some are bigger. I mean, some are tipping into 120. And what was the call of duty with all the attachments? It was, it was 100. Like, it was over a hundred. Yeah. It, it, huge, huge yeah. amounts of storage. So yeah. like 10, 15 games and you're full of that terabyte. And then you're dumping them. Yeah, you got it. You got to dump them, and and I have the terabyte in mind, and and I have. Oh, the, do you? Yeah, I did. Well, because I knew some of the games I was going to play, and I'm like, I'm not going to fuck around with this because that's one thing I've learned through through the years in memory. It's like it's the worst thing ever to have to dump half the shit you're doing just to play a game. Right. So that's bought me a little bit of time, but I think that they need to continue to add uh, not just memory but other features via. Uh, like mobile dock, uh, such as mm. like a video game enhancer. Like if you wanted to have uh, an add-on graphics card or an add-on CPU or whatever it is that they could do, they charge you, instead of buying a whole new console, the fucking thing adapts to it and Bob's your uncle and now you can see it at whatever, 250 hertz or whatever, you know. But why would I Why would I sell you a product that you can add peripherals when I could just sell you a whole new console? I'm Phil Spencer right now. <laughs> why would, oh, because it's longevity of the current system. Yeah, they don't want that. They want you to buy new phones. They want you to buy new cars, sure. new refrigerators, sure. new washers and dryers. These corporations, well, yeah. they just want your money for I, new things. Yeah, I, I don't know. I would debate. I, I would say there's an there's an argument there because they're not making money off the consoles. They're making money off of all the subscriptions and all the bullshit you buy with them. Mm, yeah, that's true. I guess so. It, the longer they get you sitting in that same seat, and in you're your not looking. Yeah, because if you got to pull together instead of we'll say an add on for the updated 8K display, blah blah blah, whatever graphics card is 300 bucks, or you can buy the new xbox whatever two or whatever the fuck they call it for 800 bucks you know what do we want to do well i'd rather spend 200 bucks go buy the module hook it into my current system and maybe get three year three more years of competitive uh display or graphics as opposed to doing that so i think there there's still opportunity there for them um and a big one that xbox is still fucking around with is 
starting mobile gaming or being uh, able to tip their toes into that with your Xbox series stuff with Apple because they already got it with uh, Android. So I think those would be kind of the console stuff. Add VR for Xbox, both PlayStation and uh, and uh, Xbox consoles. Add some fucking modules and some add-ons that will enhance the experience to include even even your vram your standing ram for your operating system ram your ram 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 um <laughs> so there's that uh as far as pc goes i mean if pc just keeps doing what it's doing the cards need to be fucking available that's that's such a cluster fuck right now with that. how if the cards are available am i going to scoop up all of them for my bitcoin mining operation oh, right right oh that's that's true i don't know <laughs> Motherfuckers. Um, anyways, uh, and I just think they stay their course, continuing to add to uh, what they're capable of doing, running games as clean as possible. And it is fucking amazing. I mean, like, hands down, a lot of people don't get the opportunity. The next time we get together, we'll I'll, I'll show you kind of what the capabilities uh, or what the differences are between, like, a console game and then when you turn a computer game all the way the fuck up. It, it it's almost as if you're playing a different game to some degree. You're like, what the fuck is this? It is so, it, it's so crazy to, to be capable of doing that. Um, but it's also nice to support, uh, in some cases your VR, uh, I utilize mine or, or was, and I need to get back into doing, cause I've been using my Mac for it still, uh, for video editing because it has, it has the capabilities there. But outside of that, it's got VR support. Um, I would just say, um, to continue to support um, these bigger games, they got to work on some form factor things uh, because like the GTX 10 or GTX 3090, that motherfucking card is like a, like a weapon, the size of a, of a, of a fucking weapon. And even the 3080 TIs, those are manageable, but I think the form factor is going to come into play here and in, into the near future. And I think with the MVMEs, as SSDs, which is actually that card that's utilized on the Xbox, that technology is going to become more uh, more relevant, and we're going to see the form factor start reducing and reducing down, um, and its capabilities to continue to grow. So I'm, I, I think that's exciting stuff. So I was lying when I said I had no input on the PC side of the future predictions because I do have uh, one, and I'm I might go out on a limb here and say this is probably the most bold prediction that anyone could make when it comes to PC gaming specifically, but, uh, they are going to expand the, the color options that you are going to be able to get for your lighted keyboard. You know, those real gamer keyboards and your gamer chairs too. You can put led lights in your gamer chairs, your keyboards. You already have all that. Yeah, I know, but they're going to like expand the color palette beyond what beyond that, which the human eye Guess, oh my god you know there's a there's like a type of lobster that can see like a, a lot of colors yeah they're gonna a, well they got to dip their toe into the lobster market is <laughs> oh what it is god that's funny it's okay like let's let's, let's go on to the next one what is next for televisions and cinema not movie i'm not talking about like movie production or anything but like the tvs and then go into the cinema go into the theater what's the next next thing to come the next evolution smell a vision oh to add like emit a smell yeah well they had that at one point there was someone working on 
uh, like just like you, you have, you know, three or four colors of ink in your printer and then it can mimic all of these different, you got the primary colors mm-hmm. and then you can, it will combine them to create whatever color. Yeah. Whatever color you need. Uh, just like that, they had this set of smells that could be mixed to make, I can't remember what the number was, but it was in the thousands of different smells uh, that could emit from your computer when you went to the, you know, fried chicken mm. website or, you know, the, the dumps website or landfill or whatever. Uh, I don't know why you'd include smell vision on that, on that. <laughs> um, no, for TVs though, like I saw a cool TV at a CES, I think it was two years ago, three years ago that like, rolled out of a cabinet like it mm-hmm. it came out of a, a trunk at the end of someone's bed that was kind of cool um bigger tvs they got one they showcased at last year's ces it's called the wall mm-hmm. and it was like it covered a it was like 12 by 12 feet Jesus. or something like it was huge uh insanely expensive and you know yeah. not like uh so the tvs will get bigger everyone's going to go into 8k and i just i'm just getting into 4k now man like <laughs> give it a yeah. give it a rest already um i think as far as tv design goes maybe it'll become more uh more like streamlined to your house so maybe it'll be more low profile maybe it will be um the the borders will be shrunk down even further so it'll go all the way to the edge, yeah. You know, as it as it were. Um, what about a double TV? Has anyone ever done that? Where it's like a front and back TV, you put it in the center of the room, you can watch two they different have, things on it. They have uh, examples of transparent TV, so you can actually see through it. Well, I don't want to see through it. Like if I want to play Halo against you without just, you screen peeking, just two TVs back to back. No, but one TV. But that's literally one, that's want, literally what it's going to be. I know, but I just want one TV oh. with like all the HDMI ports on the side, but it's one TV that's also two TVs <laughs> at the same time. Jesus. Or I want that TV put it up against my window, then I can watch a movie and my neighbors can watch it at the same time. Yeah, Wouldn't that be know. courteous and conscientious? No, no, I don't think so. I, I think your neighbor would be like, this dude is fucking... What was the nuts. other question? TVs and what? Cinema. So the theaters. Is there any technology that you would like or, or you, you think could enhance? I've been going to a theater that's got reclining chairs. Mm. So nice. It's so not like... I mean, you get a little sleepy sometimes if you're sitting in a yeah. reclining, <laughs> reclining yep. chair. Uh, but that's really nice. I'd like to see a wider adoption of that i i don't know if we're going to get lasting cinema changes at least when it comes to the uh technical aspects of the theater seating um due to the pandemic like if you would ask me you know six eight months ago well this is this is the the sky's the limit i mean like what would you do well if you you asked me six eight months ago i would say you know the pandemic is going to cause uh theaters to reconsider their seating options either you know removing seats altogether or maybe making booths uh i almost suspected there would be like a resurgence in drive-in movie theaters Mm. um which would be cool because i missed that era completely you know but uh as far as, you know, maybe the the projectors are always improving on their yep. their capabilities. 
Uh, I can't imagine what else they would do for sound since they already, most theaters have a pretty robust surround sound, you know, the THX screech that you hear. Um, but maybe you could do some peripheral sounds from your seats, I guess, yeah. maybe like, uh, you were doing a Jurassic park thing. You got those little dinosaurs sniffing around your butt. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. What do you think is coming for theaters for televisions? Um, I, I, I think for TV wise, 8k is, is already here and it's just 16k it, it's, it's growing out. Yeah. I mean, it's the inevitable. I don't know the, the advantage of 8k because even at 6k you have, there's optimal viewing windows. They do like, there's some scientific shit behind, behind it. While the concept still is the resolution is so good. It's still, even outside of the optimum viewing window, it still appears obviously better than 1080. And it does. I mean, regardless of, of what one thinks or, or what have you, but um, I would say uh, the connectivity of it. I think that's something that's, that's on the, uh, on the uprise, the way you connect things. I think that needs to be addressed. The 8 million wires that you have to run. If you've got three consoles or two consoles and a sound bar and, a wireless like, connectivity options yeah, perhaps yeah yeah something something like that uh to where you like you have to be within a foot and it emits high definition whatever so something like that i think would be ideal and, and while you can say well it's all bluetooth yeah okay let me know how that works um and maybe that is the path maybe it's an updated bluetooth thing so i think that is there um the framing uh doing like a bevel edge uh Oh, that edgeless. makes me so nervous. Yeah, yeah. Well, edgeless, right? And they already have some edgeless TVs, so I think that's that's an an a, a uh, inevitable. And then again, enhancing connectivity to where your phone, regardless, you don't have to have an Apple TV to stream to the to the device. Uh, some some TV Samsung uh, allows you to connect and jump over, but I think enhancing that ability to where if you're watching a YouTube video on your phone or you're listening to Culture Jack or whatever it is, it's just one touch and you can project it on the screen easily. And then there's some sensory between the phone and the TV to where if you went to a different room with a similar TV, it just automatically kind of drags it over. Um, so you can kind of walk around and do stuff within your, your home environment. I think that is kind of the inevitable. And then, of course, an ongoing issue with all televisions is enhancing uh, the audio that comes from your, that is projected from your oh, TV. Oh, sure, sure. It's always kind of peripheral sound. Yeah. It's always kind of a, a junky thing. So that's the TV stuff. As far as the cinema goes, it's, uh, I would say the easiest would be similar to like what you were saying. I think that they should booth it and put little couches personally. Add, make it a fine experience. Yeah. Yeah. Put a nice table out there so you're not holding on to that giant bucket of fucking popcorn and your soda's kind of, your jumbo soda's not sloshing around. Um, Serve you know, fine cuisine. It's fine. Well, yeah, some places too. Um, and then run audio in there with light bass uh, because that's the one thing that generally you're not getting a lot of bass. And then continue to enhance the the uh, projectors and, you know, with, with the booth thing, you get different seating and, and, and whatnot. And make it more of an experience. And make it an experience that's, that is uh, more family friendly too, because that's that's the other thing, is you know young kids, you're taking them to a Marvel movie, they're fucking jumping around, they're playing around. So maybe in the booths you can even work on like some sound deadening in the walls. So if there is 
light talking or if there is a kid kind of being a little bit unruly uh, that it kind of dampens that. So the experience isn't, isn't kind of fucked up for, for others. So, well, and if you have sound being piped through your booth as well, uh, your, your experience won't be as burdened by those children uh, from other booths. If you've got your sound coming in, uh, Real quick, I, I, while you were talking about TVs, I thought of another one that, you know, smart TVs are getting smarter and smarter and they have more and more applications on the TVs themselves. Um, so you don't have to have a Roku device or an Apple TV device. Yep. They're just all through the TV. There is a, a potential in the future where we are buying a Xbox TV or a PlayStation TV where the, the device the Xbox is built into the TV mm-hmm. or the um, PlayStation is built in the TV, or it just has the ability because we don't have, you know, hard digital games right. anymore. It's all streamed through the TV. Like just like your Netflix server. would. Yeah. Yep. Like re- remote server. Mm-hmm. play. Yeah. That's true. That's, that's very possible. Um, so a co- couple of other ones, we'll try to run through these ones a little bit quicker. So we're not drudging on about this. So what is next for cell phones? I, cell phones are such an enigma, man. Like they get bigger and then they get smaller and then they get bigger and then they, then they open and then they close and then they're, you know, they're durable, but then they're, you know, high tech and then they're cheap and then they're expensive. They're such a weird thing, man. I like, I know we're going to continue to get better cameras. Uh, we're going to continue to get better audio. The apps are going to get better and more streamlined. The phones are going to be become more intuitive. Um, and they are going to also uh, <laughs> become more invasive. Um, I, I can't think of any other functions of a phone that could be added to a phone really that haven't been added already that I use any other devices for. Um, I mean, I saw one, there was like, well, it was a watch technology where you're like, you hologrammed a keyboard out onto your forearm and were able to punch in on that. So like a way to naturally intuitively do a keyboard a little bit better could be one, but <laughs> I, I don't, Otherwise, I don't I don't know what else could be done with a phone except like this small speed upgrades, having true 5G instead of the fake 5G that we have most places all over the country where they just call it 5G mm-hmm. and it's not actually mm-hmm. uh, any upgraded upgraded network. So maybe networks could be upgraded. Mm, but I think that will only come with uh, the competition of a a a more inexpensive service like a. What was the what's the Tesla brand one where he's putting it into the space? Um, there's like a there's like an Elon Musk joint that's they're doing something with with uh, like a worldwide Wi-Fi network. Skynet, not Skynet. <laughs> that's yeah, the Terminator no. shit, dude. Yeah, I know it's uh, something net, dude. That is the name of it. It's uh, the internet from satellites. They're not doing Skynet because that would be a bad idea. Like if they did Skynet, it would be, um, you know, it's the end of the end of the human race as we know it, man. What is the name of it? Well, they're doing Neural Net as well, where they got that mesh 
No, that's not the mesh. That's the Starlink. Implant. Sorry, that's what it is. Starlink. Starlink. Magnet, Thank Christ. Yeah. I was so T T eighty hundred whatever T eight hundred coming out of the woodwork over here because Mr. Yeah, Skynet. Starlink. Yeah, Starlink. I mean, Very Elon close. Musk has done some uh, weird, like apocalyptic AI stuff already. Uh, where they had the. Have you seen the Tesla robots? These humanoid. <laughs> These humanoid I, I robots, clips of it's them. very iRobot feeling, man. It's very um, uh, apocalyptic AI bullshit. But I think having uh, better connectivity is, is or should be the primary uh, objective of any kind of communication uh, going forward. Like 100% bars 100% of the time. 100% of the time and yeah. 100% of the places too whether yeah, it's the agreed. most podunk town in kansas or you know it's 100 percent connectivity some a village in the rainforest yeah. like we need it it is an essential part of living today uh to be connected yeah. whether it's for your work whether it's for your recreation your well, social just life commu- just basic communication yeah. functionality i mean when you boil it down even just having that raw ability without having special phones and devices it's kind of ridiculous at this yeah at this point in time it's but, needed it's yeah it is needed it is um to jump on that a little bit i think uh the accessories they're getting better bolder and the capabilities that's that's a necessity with your your iWatches and your your uh, wireless headphones where you can go further while still listening to devices the ability of those those products that are add-ons uh the other thing in addition to like you said uh Connectivity, absolutely critical. Um, battery life, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah. I, I got the the newer iPhone 13 Pro. It's supposed to be better. So far, I've seen it. It, it appears to be significantly better than my 11, but there should be no reason, even if you're an excessive user, that a cell phone doesn't last a couple of days without any bullshit. You should not, in my opinion, you should not have to fucking charge your phone every single day, even if you're a heavy user or a moderate user. Um, that would that would be the other thing. The incremental changes that will come, um, I think are good. It's a good part of the business. I like seeing some of these weird, like the Samsung folding phone thing that turns into like an iPad. I think that's sure, innovative. Yeah. It's exciting um, and it's cool. Uh, I've mentioned this many times over, the integration from, or the, uh, the um, fuck, I just lost it. Uh, the integration between the applications and operating system from your cell phone uh, being in an ecosystem with other products. And I mentioned it many times and I'm going to keep fucking promoting it because until you experience, you have no clue when you have an Apple phone and then you have a MacBook and then you have an iPad, the notes, the cell phone calls, the messages, the photos, whatever it is that you set up uh, to include, you're looking at a website on your phone. You're on your MacBook. It pops up, says, hey, do you want to look at the same website? Uh, Like that seamless integration driven from your cell phone is the way of the future. And it's not going to ease up because your cell phone uh, for probably 95% of people is the number one used device in your life. And it catalogs and, and holds so much shit that when you do need to use a laptop or an iPad or what have you, uh, that integration and connectivity is absolutely critical. And I think we're going to continue to see growth in those areas, uh, which is awesome and, and incredible. So that's it for cell phones. Let's talk real quick about what is next for cars and trucks. <laughs> Auto driving. 
auto driving electric. That's what I'm, that's what I'm going to lay my life on the line and say, um, with this increased push for clean energy, uh, resources, clean energy options, especially when it comes to transportation, I think we're going to see, um, and, and there's even like initiatives in shoot California and New York right now where they're planning on having nothing but electric cars by, I think it's really ambitious. It's like 2023 or 2025 or something like really they're, they're getting on it. Um, and with that, uh, I think is going to be the move toward more of these autonomous, you know, automated transportation options. And if that's not every car on the road, then I suspect we may see that with other kinds of locomotion like buses. There's no reason why we can't have some automated buses that run a, run a route because um, that's where they're going every day. They know kind of what kind of the traffic mm-hmm. to expect. Um, I've talked to you about it before. I think we talked about it a couple of years ago where we talked um, back when we were doing articles on the podcast and uh, these uh, engineers and scientists thought that there would be no more uh, self-propelled vehicles. They'd all be autonomous, but I can't remember the, the date that they gave, but there's going to be a period of time between now and then where there's a combination of the two on the road, the automated vehicles and the driver mm-hmm. vehicles and that's going to be where the problem is because yeah. um, when it's all autonomous, they'll be able to communicate to each other. They'll be able to slow down, speed up based the traffic jams will be a thing of the past because they'll be able to reroute everybody very efficiently. And um, so I think I, I'm not an automotive guy, right. but I would hope uh, cleaner, uh, more automated and more widely available transport would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you hit on, ultimately what the what, what the future is is leaning on i mean you've got massive movement from ford motor company general motors uh ford motor company general motors and uh, dodge uh, tesla of course tesla well tesla's already uh, already uh electric, sure, sure, sure. you've got these other big guys that are leaning hard into the future of electric which, you know, it's heading that way. I do think that we still got plenty of years ahead of us with gasoline motors. Oh, yeah. What the fuck are you going to do with all these vehicles? And how can everybody afford electric cars? We don't have the infrastructure how, set up oh, for it. Fuck no. And I, I'm going to say last couple of years, probably a little bit of a delay in the plans to build this. And we don't. We don't have the infrastructure to run collectively all of the electric cars that are on the yep. streets right now um, in one area. So, like, if they took right. all the electric cars and moved them to the PNW or move them to uh, New England area. There's not enough power to fucking charge these motherfuckers. Uh, so there's that there's not enough power stations to keep you on the road. Um, the battery technology definitely has to get a lot better than sure. what it is because a lot of those vehicles run ranges between, you know, about 350 to 400, uh, I think a little bit into the 500 range, depending on the vehicle, of course. Um, but that is very limiting as a person because I have to go to a charge station. So if I drove from my house to your house, uh, I'd have to what stop midway through charge up for three hours or something at some charging station. I, I have know. no, well, idea. well, I don't, I, I don't either. I mean, that's just a, an assumption given the distance that you're attempting to travel, but, um, definitely heading that direction and, uh, within the vehicles, higher connectivity, better, better infotainment systems. Um, 
easier ways, again, to integrate with your other devices, your cell phones, your laptops, um, and bringing everything again together. We're going to see a huge jump in how Apple CarPlay interacts on how Android CarPlay and and those things. I think it's it's pretty exciting in one hand and in others. Yeah, I mean, trying to get the autonomous driving, trying to get all of that dialed in. Um, it, it's a world changer. I mean, globally. I recently uh, got a new new vehicle, um, a, a Ford, and it um, it's a Ford Escape. And uh, <laughs> it's so funny because you're driving, you're driving for long distances. I drove for a, a pretty long distance the other day, uh, you know, 400, 600 miles. And it, <laughs> it caught me yawning. And a little little thing popped up on the dash that said, the driver may need a rest. They had a little little digital coffee cup there. <laughs> and I was like, You're goddamn right I do, but I can't afford to stop. No, but, uh, that's too but funny. it was it was yeah. neat. Um so it, it it also has a thing, you know, you take both of your hands off of the wheel for a long enough period of time, it'll give you a little beep. Mm. And then if they're still off, it'll beep a little bit louder and if they're still off, it'll go ding, 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 ding. They're funny. like, okay, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. That's hilarious. Um, so like warning systems and uh, driver awareness of the yeah. vehicle. Oh, uh, that's, yeah. And that's been a huge push. I've had not my current truck. One of my previous trucks had the uh, lane assist. Mm-hmm. So if that's weird. Oh, man. It'll, it'll fucking jerk the wheel from your hand. Yeah. You're like, excuse like, me. <laughs> but it, but the thing is so accurate. That's the one thing. Cause I fucked with it when, when I had my, uh, I had a, my GMC Denali truck it was the first truck I had in it. Fucking seat will vibrate. A light will pop up on your windshield because it projects it from the dash and on the windshield. It'll blink. And if if it feels like you're going over, it'll fucking jerk the wheel to correct you. And it's like, whoa. That's pretty now. jarring, man, because this, this oh, Ford has that too. Yeah, and it. it's very like catch you the fuck off. It's almost scary because you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, yeah. So the one time that it happened to me before I... <laughs> found the option and turned it off. Yeah. Frankly, um, I was driving and I'd gotten too close to the shoulder yep. and it jerked me back onto the road, but it happened to jerk me back, you know, to the, the, where it wanted me in the lane at the same time I had an oncoming vehicle. So I was like, God damn, this car is going to kill me. It's going <laughs> to, I mean, it was just putting me back in yeah. my lane. So it wasn't going to, but, uh, it, it really made me very nervous. Cause right. like that, and that's going to be the hardest sell for an autonomous vehicle is giving up that control that a driver has. You're, uh, you just, you're, you're not going to feel like you've got control of this beast anymore. you you have to trust a robot to do this thing that you once did. And that's going to be a hard sell for a lot of people, myself included. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in congested areas and, and where there's traffic and there's passing and a lot going on, I think that'll that'll be wild, one wild time. Um, so just a quick last one, and I think we'll wrap this one up. Um, evolution of wearable technology. Um, they're doing a new glasses set, aren't they? I believe they're doing the new glasses. Facebook, I believe. Watches 
are still fucking huge. Watches never phased out. The smart watches. A lot they of people smart, do smart watches. Smart rings. Now. You do a smart watch. Yeah, yeah, what what right what is so god dang appealing about the smart watch to you? What do you like about it? Um. Well, I've I've gone on and off because I'm. I also love my. I've got a ton of traditional watches. Like I love wearing regular watches. Sure. So I'm a watch guy. Uh, in fact, I prefer a regular watch because of the weight on it and the, the size of it. But Okay, I'm not an accessory guy at all. I mm-hmm. I have a hard time, you know, wearing anything besides my clothes. And sometimes even then, like right now, if you are lucky, these things are staying on. But as a, as a smartwatch guy, as a watch guy in general, mm-hmm. convince me a non-accessorizing kind of fella to the, the benefits and joys of a smartwatch. Uh, the benefits and the joys of a smartwatch. Uh, the first thing, the, the first and main reason, let me tell you why I started to wear it again. And then I actually, I ended up upgrading cause I had like version two and they were at the time, I think I like got version six. So I bought a six, I think seven's on its way out. So, um, you're an Apple user. If you buy a smartwatch, a, it has all of your health information in it. It measures your, you know, your, heartbeats per second it lets you do your running your your lifting it, it measures a lot of things that i feel are important um that we were unable and uncapable of measuring in the past uh at a at a whim uh so that in itself is the main reason that i started utilizing the smartwatch again because i was getting back into working out at the time and i wanted to be able to measure this seamlessly instead of fucking with my phone all the time so there's that the other thing that I like about a again, I'm a watch guy, so I like to know what time it is. I don't like to find my phone every time. Click, 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 click. Like that's that's a useless thing because I'll leave my phone in this room and then go do shit two rooms over uh, that I may or may not have a clock in the room. So I like to know what time it is. The other thing that's nice, like I just said, I do shit. I'm not always attached to my phone. Sometimes I'll leave my phone plugged in and go do shit with the kids, whatever messages go to my phone phone calls go to my or excuse me messages go to my watch easily readable and you can respond okay that's good this that and the other the other part is you can take phone calls check emails and look at general notifications from your watch at a glance and it doesn't require to a pull your phone out b um it's not as intrusive especially if you're talking to someone (laughs) Uh, it just isn't, you know what I mean? Like when you're in the middle of a conversation with someone and your phone goes off and we're all, we all are uh, victims to this, but we're also, uh, all kind of assholes about it. Uh, when you're whipping your phone out mid conversation, it takes you out. Yeah. Oh fuck dude. Especially if, if, um, I'm telling you something and it's, I feel like it's important. And I'm like, hold on, let me look. At oh, my, you didn't even fucking say anything. You're just like, look at my fantasy. You're league. just like, oh shit, by the way. I can better look at my fantasy league. <laughs> um, you, well, you're just putting the phone up in between. It's a big barrier. Instead of glancing over and seeing, oh, it's Dustin just texted me. Or, oh, it's my shit. My wife just texted me emergency or something. That's like, hold on. Then I, I, so I appreciate that fact of it. Um, it's simple. It, the charge on it lasts a long time. So, I mean, to me, health benefits, easier way to view all of your incoming shit at a whim. And, uh, yeah. And small and fucking on your wrist as opposed to this huge phone on your pocket, especially home with being home as much, man. I love it because I'll leave my phone. And I don't know if you leave. Do you leave your phone around at home? Because I feel like at home is a little different. I yeah, I do. Like I'm notoriously bad. I miss several calls, miss several messages. Yeah. And 
Um, sometimes I'd be like, where did I put my phone? Oh, it does that too. You can turn, find your phone on and set a, a fucking sound off. Well, I, I, I say that sometimes where do I, where did I put my phone? But my phone always goes in the same place. My wallet always, always goes in the same place right. because I have to set my future self up for failure. Cause if I didn't, I'm going to fail. I'm going <laughs> to, right. I, You're going to leave. This I don't shit. need to look for things because yeah. where would, where would I have set that in the past? <laughs> And then I go to look there and I'm like, right. thanks for being so goddamn predictable, you right. handsome devil. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm completely sold on a watch. Uh, the the glasses is interesting to me because like I always wanted and, you know, you got the Bluetooth connectivity for earphones now, but I always wanted headphones that had an MP3 player in them that were just on the head. So just. I mean, they're one, one device. There's no like self-contained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you load, you just plug the USB into your headphones and then, you know, load up your music and then you've got your headphones that have all this music in them. But, uh, you know, Bluetooth headphones are, are pretty easy now. I don't know that I would be the guy to wear like a, a Google glasses or Facebook glasses with the heads up display. Um, not that I'm <laughs> overly concerned about privacy, which is a huge concern if that's, yeah you know, something that you're, you're a little paranoid, uh, about. Um, but I, like I said, I'm not an accessory guy. So wearing glasses when I don't need glasses is, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the, the glasses thing. I'm a big earbud guy now. Like I think I mentioned in a previous episode, the, uh, AirPods pros, like I love them cause you can talk to people fucking so easy. You can answer phone calls. And, you know, it'll say answer phone call. Yeah. Answer phone call. Um, the sound quality is incredible. Obviously it plays music very well. I do change those headphones, uh, for when I'm working out because I find that when I start doing heavy activity, running, walking fast, you're on a piece of equipment, funky, they'll fall out of my ear. That's me though. Um, which is cool and a necessity. I don't know what, like how the fucking glasses would be an advantage to me. I wear sunglasses. I love wearing sunglasses um, often, um, but to wear them, like you said, for an unnecessary, like I also wear sunglasses because I do a lot of stupid shit with like grinding and fucking uh, stuff. And I've ruined a lot of sunglasses. So that would be one of my main concerns is me chipping. Cause I've broken expensive sunglasses from just, I need eye protection and I don't think about it. And next thing you know, I fucking, fuck them up so there's that aspect and i don't i i just don't know i mean the watch thing to me through time has definitely grown on me personally and again it was an accessibility thing to where having the ability to access uh anything that goes through at the whim is a win in my in my corner especially when i don't want to have my phone out um i've been actively trying to uh not be on my phone as much especially in the presence of company, um, you know, while we're, while we're conversing. So the watch kind of helps me with that. Also from a professional standpoint, if you, and I don't know how many, how many listeners or what have you work in a professional setting. It's also very nice if you're in meetings a lot, uh, because you'll get pinged <laughs> and you can look and see, Oh, my wife texted me or a client texted me or a customer. Texted or if the me. meeting's going on yeah. too long, you can be like, how long is this fucking meeting? And yeah. you can check the yeah. the time, the yeah, thing the watch absolutely. is originally for. Uh, I just looked at the, the Ray-Ban uh, glasses that Facebook's coming out with are uh, 150 bucks mm. as well. So I don't see a future where I'm wearing glasses. 
I, I won't. See a I, I, I won't buy a third. Like to be clear on stuff like that right now, I won't buy it uh, unless it's an Apple product. And I'm not being a stomp about it. It's just the, their compatibility. They're intuitive products. Yeah. yeah they're, well, it's just the compatibility is just like it's been flawless with Apple to Apple. Not to make <laughs> that's actually kind of funny. Apple to apples. Um, but <laughs> some of the third party shit, because I've bought and owned third party stuff through the years. It just is kind of funky. I have a third party Bluetooth speaker, which I'm fine with, but like a watch, I wouldn't. I know a lot of people with the Garmin watches and a lot of the other other watches, they love them. I'm like, yeah, I just, I want the seamless integration, man. Back to that ecosystem. Oh, I, and your watch also, one thing I did forget, your watch also acts as a access point when you're connected to your phone. So like my, uh, the new MacBooks have, you know, the, the fingerprint scanner and all of that shit on it. Mm. So you don't have to do any of that if you're wearing your active watch. So you just walk up to your thing and it unlocks, which I think is cool. So like a mugger takes your watch. Now he can access your stuff. No, because how is he going to get into your watch? There's a lock on the watch, dude. Oh, is there? Yeah. You can manually lock it or if it disconnects from your phone, it'll unlock. Oh, okay. Or it'll lock, not unlock. You drop your watch and it unlocks and it's like, take me. Take well, let me, away, p- let me pull this ski mask back yeah, off that I was putting on. Damn you. Damn you. going to get so, into all your personal anyways, information. That was, that was some of the wearable tech. I'm sure we missed some things, but a fun thought on what's to come in the near future with oh, technology. Uh, Steam Deck. How do you think that's going to do in comparison to the, uh, to the Switch? The, the Steam handheld I don't, Game dude, Gear looking motherfucker. I, I don't know, dude. I... Uh, to go back to cell phones and stuff, I think that with when Xbox finally gets that online streaming service, they got it. it out. Oh, they did get finally get oh, it. Oh yeah, because I well, saw they did a I web web based solution. Yeah, I know, and I Apple saw product. the guy doing that, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. It was still in the uh, testing phase. Is it done? Yeah, I think it's rolled out. You can you can do it anytime. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Um, so then it's just yeah, integrating controllers to that. I think that that is going to hit the third party market fucking hard because if you can stream it, it looks good and it plays good on your phone. Why would you have? Yeah. Another I should portable try that. Device? I should give that a shot. Give it a whirl. Yeah. I, th- I think you can connect your Xbox controller. I think I'm you, not sure. I think you can. And then I saw this guy cause I was watching when they were, when they were doing the trial trial thing, this dude on, I think it was TikTok or Instagram had this like cool ass, like the back after. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. yeah. And then, but I think I'm pretty sure he said that, oh yeah, by the way, if you've got an Xbox controller, you can Bluetooth the controller with you. Cause then the problem is what do you do with a fucking phone? Like, do you prop it up somewhere and then play it? So I do it. Yeah. I'd, I'd well, lay down go on, on to back. Amazon, go on to Amazon. <laughs> I'm sure there's some fucking like arm that hooks to it. I, I'd lay down on my back and I'd put the phone you on my eyes <laughs> I just set it on the bridge of my nose, on my eyebrows. to your face. And then I'd, I'd play cross-eyed with the control. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. That is Monday Madness here on the Culture Jack Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. We have a ton of incredible content coming out. So uh, if you guys didn't subscribe, it's time to do that. If you have been a subscriber, as always, please share the content and... Don't forget that I love you. Don't forget Dustin loves you. And don't forget to drop a review comment. We'll catch up with you guys in the next episode. 